Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. It's today with Tim Coughlin, he's the CEO of Royal Road Minerals. How are you, Tim? Good, Matt. How are you? Not bad. So you're in London for a bit? Uh, for the day. For the day. Right. Okay. You're in Jersey. Yep. Live in Jersey. Okay. So why don't you kick off and give us a one minute overview of the company and we'll take it from there. Expiration company, proudly so. So I'm, what I mean by that is we might approach feasibility, but we'll, we'll really go beyond that. Okay. Uh, into that valley of death, so to speak. I mean, okay. we're opportunity driven. I think all companies have to be. Um, we're in Colombia and Nicaragua. We're the largest uh, license application tenement holder in both of those countries. Yeah. We're traditional old fashioned boots on the ground exploration with, uh, with a bit of a twist in, in, in regards to our focus on uh, post-conflict environments, which is something we can talk about like, I guess, right. later in detail, but, but um, um, we, like to, we like to play a responsible part in the environments in which we operate. That sort of allows us to punch above our weight a little bit, um, uh, at least with respect to governance and engagement with, with regulators. Um, three uh, projects that we would uh, that, have, that have been drilled and are about to be advanced um, into sort of expansion drilling phase this year, and a large prospective exploration package, gold and copper. Okay, so I think you, the your share price has been appreciating modestly, but going up. And for an exploration company, that's that's commendable. But there are a lot of South American gold stories coming and talking. So okay. And I want to understand what's different about you. So give, give, give me a sense of what it was that you set out to create. Mm -hmm. Maybe start with your experience, then talk about what you set out to create and why you're going to be able to deliver against the objectives that you're setting yourselves today. Right. So we set out to create um, a large grassroots explorer with the value being in discovery. And so, and, and that's because well, a little bit about background. So yes. in terms of background, most of us are, we're, we're a group of uh, exploration geologists, um, ex-military people, ex-competents, you know, ex-FARC ex competents. And, um, and we have this, I remember one colleague describing it as expeditionary warfare without the guns, but we have this particular strategy which is, which is based almost entirely on um, on, on discovery, so, right. so you know, so new assets. We're not in the um, acquisition and development game. We want to find something new and something big. Now, that doesn't make us unique. You know, there are a few companies around like that. I think what's a little bit different about us, and, and it's a realization, I guess, that um, I think we've made and perhaps others haven't, is that if you do dedicate yourself to exploration, then you're dedicating yourself to the future in the next, in the next 10 years' time. What I mean by that is if we find something tomorrow of these three projects that we're developing yeah. uh, at the moment turn out to be ore deposits, and I should emphasize that we're looking for big ore deposits, mm. um, then, uh, then, then they have to be ore deposits that, um, that, 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 that dovetail with the expectations of government, community, and the rest of the world in the next 10 years' time. So. Um, I'm making a short story long, but, but basically what that means is that we have a very, very strong ESG component. Um, and more particularly so because we tend to um, 
because of what we've done in the past, yeah. you know, in, in, in the exploration environments which we've operated, we tend to focus on these uh, post-conflict environments. Um, and if I might just expand on that, Do you? The, yeah. the, you know, the this reason why, yeah. and, and, and again, it, it's, I guess, amplifying why I think we well, do I guess, I say, obviously you see some value there. Not a lot of people do it or have the expertise, but at some point you're going to monetize all of this. So you're, you're going in at that spot because you've worked out how to monetize it, you think? Well, well for, I mean, first of all, we're going to highly prospective yeah, regions. So, I mean, that's, that's the key thing. Obviously, yeah. there's no point um, in not doing that. But they're troubled regions and they're prospective and underexplored for that particular reason. So, so Are these so, have been troubled regions. You talked about FARC earlier, obviously, well, yeah. well, well documented. These are areas which have been under pressure, you know, from, from whatever, fighting, infighting in sometimes. And you're saying, well, things have settled down a bit. We feel we can come in here and have sensible conversations with the groups involved and do what we need to do with regards to geologically. There's more of a... Uh, uh, a sort of a higher, higher level geopolitical strategy to it, if, right. if you like. So, um, many of these conflict regions, of which Colombia is obviously one, yeah. um, have you know, the, the, conf the you know the conflict evolves out of unrest, uh, unsettled rural communities who who feel they're not getting a fair share, mm -hmm. and the, these countries are generally very centralised. Um, economically, and, and Colombia is a classic example. So, yeah. within about uh, um, it, this is accurate, but within about a four, five square kilometer area of Bogota, yeah. is about sixty to seventy percent of the country's GDP. So, uh, winding back the clock fifty years ago, when this conflict first started, you know, this this is the sort of issue that you know, in, uh, uh, these are the sort of issues that that drive people to internal conflict. And a point worth noting is that. Um, Colombia is second only to Syria in terms of internally displaced people. So, you know, the effects yeah. are, are sort of rife. Now, um, the thing about, about resolving conflict and one key aspect of it is, um, is decentralizing the, these environments. Mm -hmm. Mining, although this, is, this, is, this should be better understood, but mining is a massive catalyst for decentralizing and resolving conflict in these rural communities. And, and assist you. Know, where else do you do you get a, you know a, a, an immediate sort of immediate at least in regards to five to ten years billion dollars of valuation in the middle of nowhere, which brings in infrastructure, education, um, health, mm -hmm. etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so that's the strategy bit. So and I think that makes us you know, in answer to your first question, it makes us a little bit different okay. to other companies, the other companies in South America. But it tells me why you're there. It doesn't tell me what you're going to do with your business. Okay, so you say we're getting in, we're getting access to areas that no one else, vir virginal territory, which no one else would dare to go to yet. But we've got the experience, track record, military and otherwise, to get to go in there and operate comfortably. Yep. I want to get to the bit where you tell me what you're going to do when you're there, and how do you monetize it? Right. So we are there. Great. Um, and we're in. Well, it's been described as you know, the last bit of beachfront real estate in the Andes, which is uh, <laughs> like one of our brokers, bless him, yeah. which, is, uh, which is the belt down to the Ecuador border. Yeah. Now, that was run as a paralegal system by, by the FARC for a very long right. period of time. So what are we going to do? We're in there. We're in that district. We know um, a bit of geology now. Yeah. Is there are two belts jammed next to each other. There's a very high-grade gold belt, mm -hmm. and there is a porphyry copper gold belt. Mm -hmm. And it's 
sort of geologically unique. In fact, I don't know too many places where, you know, where that occurs. Right. So piece of real estate with a gold mm -hmm. and, a, and a porphyry belt right next to each other. What do we do? So the porphyry belts for us, um, that's expensive exploration. Um, and I said before, this isn't the only this isn't the only part part of Colombia that we're working. We're in Nicaragua as well. Yeah. Um, that's that's joint venture fodder, if you like. The gold, um, you know, our largest shareholders like Nico Eagle, and I think they expect us. Um, we expect the company to be to be following up those gold assets ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, the model in regards to sort of the traditional junior exploration um, uh, model is to try and get off the um, you know the treadmill of equity financing as best as we can um, there's a couple of ways that we're doing that um, I'll, I'll, I'll stay in the same district so mm -hmm. within that particular district where we're using a, a new law that was passed um, in Colombian legislation back in 2017 which allows us to formalize mm -hmm. a lot of informal um, illegal, whatever you want to call them, but but um, you know informal gold mine operations. Right, artisanal. Artisanal. Right. In exchange for that, we receive a three percent royalty um, in gold. Now, in in one particular case, the case of the Gualtel project, that's significant because it's producing sixty-five thousand ounces of artisanal gold wow. uh, a year, uh, and we're currently formalising another another eight or nine. So that's sort of track one to get us off the sort of equity okay. treadmill. Yeah. Track two. Um, uh, a joint ventures and asset sales because um, we we have this large land position. Uh, we had a large land position before, but then last year we purchased um, Anglo Gold Ashanti's exploration company. So they decided to focus on their development assets in Colombia. So we own all of their um, their exploration their exploration okay. assets. Yeah, um, and they have had a good uh, 20 odd years of uh, exploration development and prioritization. So we know um, within those assets where the targets are, yeah. the issues are access. Mm -hmm. So the, the, you know, the sort of stuff that we focus on, so um, uh, social conflicts, um, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so within that whole package, we have the means of, 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 of sustaining our business and financing it moving forward. Okay, so, so let's come back. A lot of things you just said there, which, yeah. is, which is great. Agnico, they're an equity shareholder in the company. How did that come about? <clears throat> well, th so they made a placement um, in the company early, let me see now, where are we? Early 2018, mm -hmm. I think, um, and then made a bigger placement when we purchased. It cost us 8 million Canadian, so 5 million US to purchase those Anglo gold assets. Right. So they helped us purchase those. They made a bigger placement. When we, when so we what are they sitting on today then, Anglo? Uh, sorry, Agnito. 19.8%. Uh, okay, meaningful. Yep. Right. Who are the other big shareholders? Well, the ones that I can tell you that report are McKenzie Financial. Right. Um, so, and so McKenzie, as you know, is a, is a $132 billion mm -hmm. Canadian pension fund. Um, sitting on what, roughly? Uh, just under seven, six point eight, something like that. Okay. And what do you market cap today? About 45? Uh, just over 50. Just over 50? Yeah. So, and, and you've got some people you can't tell us who, who are in there. Are they? 
What sort of people are we talking about? Well, I can't tell you. Undisclosing no names. Funds and what sort of people are they? Ah, uh, so there are. We have a couple of hedge funds, a couple of small funds out of Canada. Yeah. Um, retail managed funds in the U.S. Right. Uh, retail managed funds in Canada. Um, a fund out of Switzerland and right. Okay, so quite quite remember. institutional for a company of your size. Well, we're about. I think sort of. You know, if you want to call it free float, not institutional. Yeah. About. Uh, Sixty-five uh, percent, I'd say. So we're about forty-five percent institutionally held. Okay, okay, okay. And th thanks, thanks for that. Right. So you mentioned something quite interesting there. I, I like the anti-dilutory mentality. First of all, that, that that's interesting to me. And we've also got to get back to you know a bit more clarity on what the what the game plan is here. I, I get where you are and what you're looking for and what the opportunities are in terms of you know the the ore bodies and the porphyry, etc. But you talked about putting together a a royalty based on artisanal mining of some 65,000 ounces a year. That's not insignificant. How do you go about doing that? You're new to the country. You're, you're not local. Um, we're not new to the country. So okay. I, I was first in Colombia in, in 2000. Um, but, um, and also we have a, formal, a formalization team which is not comprised of people who live in Jersey or Canada. Right. Like this. It's comprised right. of locals. So how does that work? Um, so, well, we don't know is the, is the honest answer. <laughs> um, it's a quarterly royalty to be paid in... I like that. <laughs> it's a quarterly royalty to be paid in gold, a 3% yep. royalty. Mm. Um, now, we're working with those local miners in, in, you know, in a way of, of uh, having a warden that will um, manage that production. Bear in mind that they have to pay once a legal royalty mm -hmm. to the government as well, so they mm. are going to get government audits on, in yep. respect of their production. But we're, we're going to jointly fund a warden who will audit the production. Right. Um, and we are physically paid um, uh, gold. So most of these, um, thankfully in this particular district, yep. most of these veins are very high grade, uh, free gold. So it's, it's gravity concentrated. Right. So we'll be paid in gold powder. And we have a, uh, we're establishing a gold trading company which will sell that gold locally. So this isn't in place yet? It's in um, the process of being set up. It's in the process of being set up. When yeah. do you so get? When do you start making money? I would say uh, end of the year. End of the year. Yeah. In one lump sum, backdated for this year. No, okay. no, because the formalisation process so has worked. We signed an agreement with the local miners. The first one, the Gualtel agreement, which yeah. um, uh, is that sixty-five thousand ounce that yeah. you're referring to, um, back last year. We then had to wait for the new Colombian cadaster, which is basically a new yep. rectilinear cadaster, to adjust the areas. We've just done that. <coughs> then the process will go over to the uh, mining agency in Colombia for them to manage um, and then complete in, with respect of um, essentially devolving an area of our license to these local miners, so it yep. becomes theirs. And, um, and then at some point after that, when that's all clear and done and they've got their permits, we'll get paid our royalty. Okay. So, so I mean, you can't collect a royalty off, a, off an illegal operation, so it has, it has to go through the whole paperwork. I just, I just want to ask a bit, because it's very interesting in timing, because you know, some companies kind of talk about stuff and it hasn't happened yet, so you're very, very clear about that, and that's fine. Um, what are you sitting on with regards to the land package? Because you're talking about these um, you know, potential JV farm outs or, or sale of some of your land package. Yep. But what have you got at the moment? Have you, You've done no real work on it, so you don't... There's no... I'm trying to think what type of farmer are you going to 
be doing because and how far are you away from you know actually realizing any money from that do right. people make upfront payments or is it based on success or so how, how are you structuring it so i'll start in nicaragua okay um and I, so i'll take you take you to to point on this take me north not, not <laughs> well and also not doing any work we drilled yeah. two projects there last year two new discoveries okay but how um, much work have you done really uh so well we've spent um in terms of our about 1.4 million US in Nicaragua, mm -hmm. um, we've drilled two projects early stage. So the new, yeah. but, but the discoveries, right? Okay. They're new projects. Okay. Um, and we're doing expansion drilling in, in this next year. Now, Nicaragua is a joint venture with a group called Mineros, which yeah. is actually a Colombian company. So it's a 50 50 JV. Um, Meaning, what are you carried at all for any of them? No, it's no. a straight 50 50 JV. Okay. So what, what, what's their balance sheet look like? Oh, you'd have to ask them. They're publicly listed. So they're listed on the Bogota Stock Exchange. Right. Are they um, going to have the money to do what they tell you they're going to do? Oh, absolutely. They're a gold producer. They're the a second producer. largest gold producer in okay. Colombia. Okay. Yeah. So um, uh, that's a 50-50 JV. We're moving on to expansion drilling in, in, in Nicaragua. Um, in Colombia, in terms of what we have and, and in terms of these, you know, the initial mm -hmm. kind of joint venture payments, we just signed a deal with Mineros yeah. um, on a gold asset uh, called um, Guinta Niverengo, which is in northern <coughs> Colombia, not the environment that, that we've just been talking about mm -hmm. uh, with the porphyries and gold occurrences. That deal requires uh, Mineros to pay us a million US right. uh, up front and then okay. put two and a half million in the ground to get to 50%. Excellent. And that's a straight 50-50 deal like the one we're doing in Nicaragua with those okay. guys. Um, in terms of other JVs, we're still uh, getting around. We've got two blocks, which we call the northern block and the southern block. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the southern block, we've sort of been talking around with the porphyries and the gold belt, yeah. the formalization. The northern block uh, incorporates um, uh, two, uh, two oh, sorry, one, two, three uh, exploration titles, two of which were joint venture with Moneros. Yeah. The other we've only just visited a couple of weeks ago. Um, we want to get our teeth around that ourselves before we put that out to JV. Um, and we'll consider a JV on the entire northern block, but we want to get around it ourselves first. We just bought that off Anglo last year. Right, right. Um, in the southern block, um, we're bouncing around ideas with various companies in respect of an airborne chief physical survey, because we think that's what that, that environment needs, mm -hmm. which would earn them, and some cash up front, which would earn them, earn them some interest in the porphyry exploration program that we're planning down there. Right, Porphyries okay. are expensive for small for companies sure. to explore. For, for sure, for sure. So, it, and, if, and what else are you going to, I mean, how much more money do you think you can get up front from some of these? I Minera mean, Alamos obviously is there, but who else are you talking to? Do you think you can get more money in the coffers to allow you to do what you want to do? Well, I can't say who else we're talking to. Because we're are you CA, talking to people? Yes, we are, yeah. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. And, and how long have those conversations been happening for? Um, about six or seven months. Right. Okay. So you must be have some idea. They're still at the table. So, so uh, they're still at the table. Yeah. I, th yeah. I think there's. Um, well, I know. So, uh, a lot of these guys are waiting for us, and, and in fact, probably the whole exploration community in Colombia, mm. to prove that we can get access to. Um, it's difficult without being able to point at a map, but mm. access to uh, a porphyry, a known porphyry copper gold district on the border with Ecuador, mm. which is which is literally 25, 30 kilometers north of mm. Sol, Gold, Sol Gold's Cascabel. Right. It's a complex area, um, right. not just because of the conflict, also indigenous communities in there. So we've been working 
Um, but that, that comes back to my earlier question, me. which was, you know, what, what do you know? Because it's all fairly early. Say, okay, you spent 1.4 million up here, and I don't know what you spent down in Colombia. It's not a lot of money, really. Okay, it's early, early days. So you don't have enough data to be able to negotiate as hard as you want to. So how much cash are you sitting on today, for instance? Uh, about three million bucks. Three million bucks. Okay. Mm. And your plans for that are what? Are you going to more drilling? Yeah, we've got so we've got 50% of the drill bill in Nicaragua this year. Right. Um, uh, Mineros will be drilling for us at, at uh, uh, Winter Neverengo in Colombia. Right. And, and the rest is is essentially focused on uh, on getting us access into these areas. Right. Uh, particularly the one on the Ecuador border. So again, coming back to that anti anti dilutory comment of yours from earlier, are you going? You, you don't quite right. You, you don't want to dilute shareholders. Fantastic. But you're going to have to raise some more money this year, aren't you, to be able to do the things you need to do to be able to further the conversations you're having? Um, have to, no. Okay. I mean, you know, that depends on all the deals that we've just been discussing mm. and where we get to. And the timing. My, yeah. my focus, you, you know, you may have noticed in, in an announcement just recently that one of our directors has moved on to the yeah. role of COO. He's going to look after a lot of the stuff that I, you know, that I was trying to do as well as everything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas I'm moving on to sort of, you know, bringing some of these, consummating some of these deals, bringing them to right. fruition. So um, we, we don't know, you know, we, okay. we, we've got to, there's a few things that, including the royalties that we need to, and the real royalties yeah. um, that we need to follow up uh, and okay. push along towards the end. So you've got, the, basically what it sounds like, there's the lots of options on the table, some further advanced than others, the conversations, well, current JVs and potential JVs, potential potentiality of the royalty component and nailing that down by the end of the year. Yep. Right. So these are all good, and maybe some other formats licensing, which would bring some upfront cash in, I, I get that. But Correct. you are going to have to make some decisions soon as to how much money you, can, you need to bring in to build this thing out at some pace, don't you? I mean, it's, you're going to miss this cycle if you don't. Um, are you saying we should be opportunity driven and if a window opens, jump ask, through it? I'm asking you to explain to me where your head's at at the moment because there's a lot of choice on the table, which is, can be distracting at the as moment, well as exciting. The, so at the moment, the program that we've discussed yep. is budgeted for, settled and done. Okay, good. Okay, so, so unless something else arises or, or something goes fatally wrong, yep. we're okay. You're good. Okay. Yeah. The, the, there's one issue that, that you know, before the camera started rolling that, 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 that we discussed that, that we're trying to tackle is a shareholder register. Um, it's it's deep, but it needs to be broader. Yeah. So, um, so that you know, that's something we would need to meaning what? what? What are you looking for? Broader retail? We, so we've had a lot of support from a handful of good old faithful um, uh, trusting and, and, yeah. and shareholders for which we're very grateful. But mm -hmm. now is the point, not just retail but also institutional, okay. to spread the story a bit wider. Also, because we're you know we're, we're post drilling. It's time to start talking. Mm -hmm. um, we think we've got a disco two discoveries, particularly in Nicaragua, um, Luna Roja and, uh, and, and yep. Caribe. Um, we are moving Luna Roja to resource stage. So that moves us up to the next step. So it's time to start introducing the story to, to, you know, to a broader market and then perhaps trigger you know, some it's a more in-depth type of um, marketing once we've got a resource. Right, okay. And yeah, this res resource in Nicaragua, you're, 
are you going to just start with a small resource just to get something on the table, or are you going to wait till you've got something more meaningful? Well, you've always got to be careful starting with a small resource and yeah. claiming you, you have get, it on the table. You get labelled yeah. or mislabeled. Beca- yes, yeah, exactly. So, no, we, we'd rather get something meaningful in inferred categories. So, okay. uh, you know, sort of stretch it out a bit. And, uh, and what do you think that needs to look like in terms of a number well, it's, it's to sort be of meaning- noticed? Okay, so, so for a company with... We have Agnico as the largest shareholder and McKinsey Financial. Yeah. Something, something less than a million ounces is a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. So it's got to look north of that. Agreed. And there's got to be a very clear um, argument for the fact that it's going to get bigger. Right, okay. And are these, these are, you know, they're kind of not low grade, but well, they are. They're lo- lo- lower grade uh, territories, aren't well, they? Well, so two well, and a half, not, three grand. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's not, not 0.3. Fair point, but it's not it's not ten grams either, right? So, no. okay, so that so the that ones in Nicaragua you're talking about, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to again paint a picture for people to understand the type of mine this could be. I think you said earlier that you're not necessarily looking to get into uh, mining yourself, but your your project developer and bring this through for someone else to take on the Correct. mantle and move on, and hopefully retain a piece of that. That that's the plan. Yeah, retaining a piece of it is a crucial part of the yeah. plan. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're going to commit to exploration like, like we have, yeah. and you know, that is our strength, you know, just making discoveries that we think is our strength, right. then um, financing yourself to do that is really the challenge. And so, you know, financing yeah. risk is our biggest risk always as an exploration company. Right. So, so retaining an interest is crucial for us. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you, uh, tell me about, a bit about, a bit about the, what the team in country is actually doing on a day-to-day basis because there's a lot of movement. You talked about the CSG component here and some people don't like to label it that, but <coughs> you've got to get on with people in country, not just because it was you know, for, formerly a uh, difficult area for anyone to do business, but because is. you need the indigenous people to be behind what you're doing. Correct. You're, bringing, you're hoping to bring money and jobs, et cetera, into the area, but you've got to do it in the right way as well. Yep. So what's happening in country? Right. So. So let's go, we'll move back down to the crucial area, and then which is down on that, in terms of that ESG risk, yeah. which, is, which is the border region, this Nariño region, yeah. the border with Ecuador. So we're quite proud that we've just employed three ex-FARC combatants full, full-time okay. for us. Um, so they, and they played a fairly high-level role yeah. uh, in the FARC's command and control structure down in that particular district. Right. Um, so they're, um, they're assisting us not just with the social work, but also with the day-to-day exploration work. We have some, um, we have a, uh, a, a, a sort of locally qualified sort of social uh, leader down there who's, who's, mm. who's moving us forward. The formalization program has been highly beneficial in terms of, uh, you know, a, a material illustration of good faith mm. in terms of what we are as a company. The agreement um, that we employ those ex-combatants under is an agreement we have, is an agreement we have with um, an, an ex-FARC uh, cooperative called Ecomun. Under the terms of that agreement, we're committed to um, IFC performance standards yeah. and equator principles, etc. And some very high-browed kind of social initiatives. Mm. Um, so we have a team doing nothing but that down mm. down in the south. Yeah. The formalization team, which will just finalize, we'll just get, have the lawyer in place, the formalization manager we're just employing. Their job will be um, getting those formalization projects in place mm. and you know, hopefully getting some royalty and some cash flow uh, by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, um, our exploration team in the south are exploring around those 
those projects that were formalizing. What one point I should make is that in all cases with that formalization program, we retain the right to earn back in to the parts of the title that we're giving these informal miners. So okay. we have an exploration program that will focus on Gualtal uh, to set that up for drilling. So that's a high grade, that's yep. a high grade vein system, um, 65,000 ounces of informal production. Mm -hmm. um, that's the south. In the north, um, we are finalizing the definitive agreement with Mineros to mm -hmm. get the drilling going at uh, Gwinta Nivarengo. So mm -hmm. there's a team working on that. We have a reconnaissance team working. In Nicaragua, we're just finishing geophysical programs at uh, the Luna Rock and Caribe discoveries mm -hmm. and setting up for drilling there in the next uh, two or three months or something. And so who's the mining guy? Who's the geologist? We're all, so I'm a geologist. Okay, but, but in country, are you, are you, do you spend a lot of time there? Yeah, I spend a lot of time there. How yeah. much? 40% uh, of my time. Okay, yep. and are you doing anything else at the moment? Any other companies you're working with? No. So you're focused no, I'm on this. <laughs> utterly focused, you, yeah. And I, How can you run these companies without being focused? You'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I say run, pretend to run. Pretend um, run yeah. And what does that mean in terms of your commitment? How much money have you put into this yourself, your money? Uh, in total, since we started, yeah. about two million Canadian. Okay, so it's meaningful. Yeah. So you need this to work? I need this to work. Okay, yeah. good, 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 good. Yeah. And the same with the rest of the, the management team, they've, they're in this? So, yeah, so everybody, well, everybody's in it, yeah, of course. Right. So uh, Peter Mullins, our chairman, yep. was a co-founder with me. In answer to who's doing the day-to-day -day stuff, I mentioned Vern mm -hmm. before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's our COO uh, in country recently, which is allowing me but That to seems more around the, uh, don't, and I do not underestimate the complexity of it in terms of managing people and time and, and, and resources in, in, and making sure everyone gets on, okay? I get that, you sound very competent and knowledgeable and I get that. But I'm saying who day to day is looking at where you're, where you're, where you're targeting, who's drilling the, the geology. He's on the ground looking at the geology as well, not just doing admin correct Vern. yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. and plus we have a we have a chief geologist but basically Vern, ceo pretty much all operating reporting lines go straight up to him right right he's boots on the ground literally he's boots on the ground yeah literally okay and um okay so you, you 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 said that you've put some money into this thing you, you need this thing to work what are you going to do for shareholders this year so what are the moments that, that we should be looking out for yeah i think what's crucial what's crucial for shareholders this year is I think resource at the end of the year. Right, give us you know, a I, big you know, number. I think that's sort of, yeah. Over a million. And I think that's sort of, re, obviously it re-rates us, it puts us in, yeah. the, in the redemption. And it's something that we've, you know, it's taken a long time for us to get here because of, you know, the model we're deploying, which, yeah. is, which is, a you know, this firm sort of ESG. So end ESG of the year, focus. resource. End over, of year, resource. Over a million, hopefully. Yeah, so in terms of immediate catalysts, then we've got the drilling starting in, in Nicaragua and in Colombia. How many drills? Uh, there'll be one drill in each country. Okay. Um, then uh, our access, obviously, to that porphyry district. Mm. Um, advances on the Gualtel high grade, so drill preparation for that. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that thing averages an ounce. Mm -hmm. It's uh, shallow dipping, three levels, as we know, stacked mm -hmm. shallow dipping veins until we drill it. We, yep. might, we might find more. Okay. Um, averaging around about 50, 60 centimetres wide, uh, running an ounce, but obviously you know, with some much spe more spectacular grades than that. So we'll set that up for drilling. There's lots happening this year. It's a very, very busy year. And you're going to spend some time, money and effort telling people? We're going to spend some time, money and effort telling people, yes. Great first introduction. Thanks very much for your My time pleasure. today.
Um, there's always a danger that you know these conversations become yet another small South American exploration story, and it's very difficult to differentiate one from the other. So, I appreciate the time you've done, or you spent today, to to help us differentiate you. My pleasure. A big challenge, differentiation. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.